Ain't nobody listening to this shit. Welcome to the Beyond Our Service podcast, where two veterans with wives and kids pretend to know what they're doing in life. We look at the good, bad, and ugly and laugh our way through it all. So come join us as we go beyond our service. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Beyond Our Service. This is Steve-O. With me is Cousin Brian. Howdy. And uh, for those of you who are wondering, which is no one, because there's like four people who are listening to this thing and you all know what's going on, Schick will be back. Uh, we have found out in the beginning of March his work will be slowing down and uh, an excitement announcement. Cousin Brian will be staying on the podcast. So we will Woo-hoo! then have... Work, yeah. Indeed, he has made it to the professionals. Welcome, That's sir. right. Big leagues. Your financial worries... Are over. And I just want, I want everybody to know, like the little people that have gotten me here, I will not forget about them. Like I'm not, I'm not going to change just because I've hit the big leagues now. Yeah. You know, that's very, that's, that's gracious of you. you well know, done, I, I thought it was, I thought it was kind of me. Indeed. You, know, a, you are a very generous God. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> go that far. <laughs> he, oh man. So how's life been? Well, that's, uh, decent um except for the fact that me and the wife both woke up on saturday um sick as dogs and went and got tested on monday and we both have the the vid we both got the rona yeah which is absolutely terrible <laughs> and uh we're uh we're on the downhill slope of it i think but no you know, Bree's pregnant and I didn't know how that would hit her. She did better than I did. I, I had a fever and all that other crap, and she just battled through it like it was a cold. Oh, so, so you I'm did have sure. a fever? Yeah, yeah. I had one. Okay. I woke up in the middle. It was Sunday night. I woke up in the middle of the night, and I could tell. I had the, the chills and all oh. that, and then took some took some Tylenol and knocked it down and went in and got tested. But, I mean, I've been fine since. Right. I haven't had a fever just that one night. Um but yeah, Bree, man, she just walked right through this dang thing. And I feel bad because my work, they're like, you're out for a week. And so I've been kind of sitting at home, kind of playing video games, doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And she works from home. <laughs> so she still has to go to work. And she just like, I can tell like every day I wake up, she comes out, she does her routine. She gets in here. I wake up and then like I walk outside. I just get glared at all day. <laughs> Do you have like oh, a sick bell? No, yeah. <laughs> ding, ding, Sweetie, ding. can you give me a sandwich? I still oh, have the honey. corona. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. No, but yeah, it drives her nuts for me to be at home and not doing <laughs> anything. Well, at least you have a legit excuse. The work will not oh. allow you to come. You're not allowed to go back. It's not your fault. I know. Explain it to her. I'm just saying. No, no, no. I'm not going to explain it. She asked. I'm blaming you. I'm on her team. I'm not that's an idiot. Right. Everybody is. But yeah. No, that's that's been our week. So we've just been battling COVID and uh, doing better, but you know, still not 100%. But well, good, back. man. How was your week? Uh, things have been good. We have, uh, we have quite the apop- apocalyptic storm on its way. Um, as as we talk, we are oh. just counting down the seconds before s- s- Texas freezes <laughs> over and dies. Um, we are you expecting a couple feet of snow or what? No, we have about two, maybe two inches of ice. Um, which I will say, you know, ice is much more of a pain in the ass than I think we actually literally just talked about this. Ice is more of a pain, like driving and stuff, like yep. than than just snow. Yep. I yep. think we might actually get a little bit of snow tomorrow. Uh, we don't know for sure, but we are definitely going to get the ice. It's icing right now. It's been raining for the last uh, five hours. It's been raining pretty good. Oh, man. And it is about to – the temperature is already below freezing. It's supposed to get to like oh, 15 no. tonight, so it's – Oh, no. Everything's going to freeze. So, oh, I know. Well, welcome to Ice Mageddon 2.0. God, the 20 – this 2.2.0. For 2022, mm. hey. Mm. Nailed it. 
<coughs> um, yeah, no, yeah, we're doing good, man. We're so far the the power's still on. That's a miracle. Um, and I feel like I'm about to die, but I haven't died yet. So, ooh, doing okay. No, is the heater still working? No, no, of course not. Oh, right. No, well, I can actually starting to see my hands turn blue. Ooh, um, nice. Mm-hmm. And school was canceled for the for next week two days. And they canceled it <laughs> about 17 hours before it even ran. It even began to be cold. Could the kids have gone to school today and been fine? They did go to school today. Oh, okay. I thought but, you said they canceled it. Well, they announced that tomorrow and Friday... So today's oh, Wednesday, so they you. did go to school today because it because I mean, dude, yesterday was it was seventy five degrees. Oh, gotcha. And then today it just started raining, so it was fine. And then, but yeah, they said they went ahead and did away with tomorrow. Did a preemptive cancel? Which you know, I feel like that one's kind of legit because you know the but like when we were kids, I remember like waiting and just sitting there in the morning. My mom would like make us get ready for school. We're like, mom, there's like three inches of ice on the road. We're not going to school. They're like, she hasn't can't. They haven't canceled yet. Just get, keep getting ready. You're like, the, if the buses can't run, they can't have school. There's, mm. they can't run on three inches of ice. We don't have chains on our tires. And dude, I swear <laughs> to God, it'd be like two minutes before school started. It'd be like, and like the thing would scroll across the street. This. Screen. The screen. And be like, canceled. Louisville ISD has now been canceled. Like, my God, we've known this for like a day. Right. But <laughs> wait, wait, wait till the last second. Yeah, thanks. It nailed it. Um, Couldn't give us a heads up. I know. Thankfully, I've, you know, I got up early, listened to my mom yell at me for the last two hours. Right. <sighs> Anywho. Uh, but yeah, man, it should be good. Hopefully, we'll have some fun. Have some fun tomorrow. So it's kind of like a holiday. We watched a movie with the kids. We're. Staying there you go. We, yeah. Rock on. A little snow day. I know, man. We These are big deals for us. That's right. Well, I don't think I ever... I'm trying to remember. I think I had half a day one time that I was in school. It started snowing really hard. And the principal, because I live so far out of town, basically said, you can go home early. <laughs> and... And I was like, no, nah, I'll just finish up the day. I'll stay at my buddy Matt's house. And like, so the one, the one day I could have had like a half day didn't happen, but that's all I ever had for snow days. We never, I take that back. When I was in fourth grade, they canceled school because the ambient air temperature was like negative 46 and the wind chill I want to say it was like negative 70 something. Good and God. I, re- I remember looking outside at the horses and like their whole nose, everything was the thickest layer of frost you have ever seen. And the only reason they canceled school that day was because the main water line going into the school froze. Jesus. That's the only reason they canceled it. <laughs> My God. Yeah, so we I forgot about that. Half day. of the state of Texas would have died. <laughs> right, <laughs> just, just cause. Yeah, I remember it was just some ungodly cold temperature, and I remember thinking, "Why the horses aren't dead?" Because you could just look out, and they were. No, that's what I'm thinking. Like, how frost. do they do that? I mean, well, I know you they, know, got... they they did a study on animals, and they dropped. I don't know how they did it or whatever, but they would drop the temperature until they're their core temperature started to drop and the only animal that they could not get the core temperature to drop in was the Buffalo. They dropped it down to, I can't remember how cold, but they're like, Oh, screw it. Like it's obviously not going to drop. So, Hmm. but the Buffalo was the only animal that they could not get its core temperature to drop. Wow. Yeah. That's a tough animal right there, son. You know how you drop the core temperature of a Buffalo? Shoot it. Yep. <laughs> Put a bullet through it. <laughs> like we did back in the 1800s. Killed all mm-hmm. of them. It's called a With repeat 45 rifle. 90s and 45 70s. Out there just killing buffaloes. For literally no millions. reason. Well, I think that's funny too because people always talk about the white man killed all the buffalo. 
dude, the Native Americans, we have what they call buffalo jumps out here. And they're old uh, sites where the Indians used to take rocks and they'd make a V. And they would do it on a hill that it looks like it just kind of, it's just a rolling hill is what it mm-hmm. looks like from the backside. And then you get to the top and this is sheer drop off. And they would stampede these herds of buffalo, literally killing thousands of buffalo at one time because they would just jump off this cliff. It was just basically like lemmings. They would just follow the leader and they would just start crushing each other as they would fall. And uh, the Indians would go down and just cut them up and take whatever they wanted. But, I mean, they wasted so many animals doing that, which I think is absolutely hilarious when people, oh, there's a white man. It's all white men. The natives, they knew how to live on the land and take care of it. No, they didn't. They thought they, they felt just like we did. Like it was a never ending supply of buffalo. You had like a billion buffalo. You're like, no, I think we're good. We can kill as many of these as we want. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, all right, man. So uh, today, what is the topic? We've got one topic for today. And yes, we do. And I, I think it fits us both well. Um, I agree. Because. I, I don't know if you've came from the same family that I did growing up. Um, um, but we are, I don't know why you don't know that super competitive. Indeed. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. And we are and, from the same family. That's why you're a cousin. Yeah. 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 First cousin. That's actually, why we're so. both extremely competitive. We tend to now, be correct. Yep. And I, you know, growing up, I'm sure you as well felt like that was just a normal family uh, I'm trying to get a word here. Um, COVID's got my brain all screwed up. Uh, got the COVID fog. That's the thing, man. COVID fog. I'm telling you, it's 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 real. Uh, dynamic. That's the word I was looking for. Family dynamic of when everyone gets together and there's card games and you play spoons and all the spoons are thrown across the table and people lose like game boards are flipped and mm-hmm. people cheat a little bit to try to win and I mean I I what I always thought was <laughs> most families did. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember being around. Um, I can't think of a specific, like the first time specifically, but I remember being very confused and almost embarrassed if like I wouldn't, I could watch like a, one of my friend's parents lose on purpose to their yeah. kids. In anything. Yeah. And I'd be like, why would you do that's that's so sad for your child. My right. buddy like, thinks he, he won, but I know you better. didn't you let him win. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. I I remember my mom would not let me win a foot race until I was able to actually beat her, which was like thirteen years old. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We were just talking about this actually yesterday, uh Stevens football. I ran a the one of the kids they were running forty yard dashes and the the coach mm. was timing them, and the coach's son looks at me and he was like I was like how fast you guys run, and they I mean they're like seven and eight so they ran like eight seconds and seven seconds and I was like man that's right, pretty right, slow, right. and the kid looks at me dead in the eyes and he's like you couldn't beat it, <laughs> and I just looked at him oh, and I was like boots, son. I took my cowboy boots I was like okay guess my cowboy's boots are coming off buddy took him off and I went down to that tree and I smoked that kid. Now, sadly, I only ran like a five, seven, <laughs> but I was like, why don't you follow me? You want to race? Let's go. And Let's go. we took off and he didn't say anything to me after that. And I showed no. that little save seven, eight year old. No, he's eight. I think he just turned eight. Yeah. I showed him a kiss my ass. Then I flicked That's him right. off and uh, mm-hmm. punched his dad in the face. And left. <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't do any of that, yeah. but I did race him. I was like, wow, God dang it. Now I have to race. Like, just, There's no other option in that moment. I don't care how old this kid is. He looked me straight no. in the eyes and challenged me as a man. I was like, well, yeah. damn he it. He back down from that. No, hell no. I took my boots off like a gentleman, and I walked in there in my socks down that soccer on the stupid <laughs> grass field and raced him. You showed, it, you showed him it was boss. Oh, I had to stretch for a little bit, but I was like, all right, I'm going to tear something, right. but I'm going to win. Yeah. And that's, that's the way I was raised too, is you will win. Like there is no, there is no second. He has no give up. I remember playing you. Oh, gosh, I don't know how, I don't know if I was in the military or not. 
but we were playing volleyball. Yeah. At, I don't remember you. He was like you and Trent and somebody else. And you were whooping up on me and like two young kids. You and had to have been remember, the air force. You had to have been visiting. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's it. Like it's going down. And like, I started serving and like, we started scoring and like, we started, like we were had a comeback coming. And then like, it was all fun and games on that side until I started coming back. And then it was, I could see Steven getting pissed. Like, absolutely not. This is not going to happen. And like Trent started missing stuff. You started screaming at him. And I was just like, yeah, like those two little kids I was playing with were like, what in the hell is going on? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, dude, it's 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 coming down. I end up losing, but I was like, you know what? It's, it's going to happen. Like, I'm going to win. No, there's, we, just, there's no quit. No, hell no. And then I remember. So, and I'm, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it, but you know, like I, I was always really, really, I'm, well, I still am really competitive, but I've never been. <clears throat> um, I'm, I don't want to go down this path just yet. This the stories okay. of this guy, but I know for a fact that I am not too competitive because I had a, my first college roommate and I wish Schick was here because he was on half our teams in intramurals with okay. this kid. And he was my, his, he's the whole, he's the other Adam. He's the whole reason that Schick is got the nickname Schick. Cause I had both of them on my team in volleyball and we were losing because I kept saying, Adam, it's yours. And they both had the name Adam. So they would back oh, off and gotcha, I got yeah. super pissed. And I was like, one of you has to change your name. This isn't working. So he, um, but anyway, man, dude, that guy was unbelievable. We'll talk about him in a minute. But I remember, like, I just, I, I, you have to, I'm okay with losing as long as my team and me, like, try hard and, like, really care to try to win. Right. Like, it gets annoying. Like, it drives me insane, but I don't, like, lose my mind if I lose. Mm. But right. I do remember that's one of the first times I raised my voice and got angry with Renee because we were dating. <laughs> and she thought she was going to come out. And when we played sand volleyball in high school, we weren't very good, but we didn't normally let girls play unless they were on the high school volleyball team. Mm. Because I don't care how pretty you are, if you suck at volleyball, I don't want you on my team. Right. So she comes out and thinks it's going to be all cute and stuff. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and one ball flies right at her, like right at her. And she giggles and moves out of the way. And oh, like kind oh, of afraid oh. of like, whoa, you know, that was a little, that was a little hard. And I, I like my blood immediately started boiling <laughs> and I tried to hold it together. And I was like, look, it's okay if you're not good, but it's not okay to not try. Right there. Just oh like, holy good Lord. I think I'm done with this volleyball game. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't I, know, man. It's just the way we were raised, dude. You just can't. It like, is. You, ugh, you can't not try to win. So when I was playing um, uh, slow pitch softball, when I got on the military, I was on a team and. Long story short, the coach was a jackass, ended up kicking him off. I ended up becoming the coach and having to do all the lineups and stuff, things I didn't want to do. I just wanted to play, right? Of course. And so, and I ended up just being the coach. But my whole thing is if I'm going to play something, we damn better win at it or at least give a good run at exactly. being the top, right? Right. right? Like if we're bottom and we suck, I'll be the first to admit it. But when you know you have talent, but people don't trying. Ugh. That is the. That's when I lose it, right? Ooh, it makes and my so skin like, like I got chills just a second ago. Like no bullshit, it just drives yeah. me insane. We had a, we had a couple kids that would show up to practice, but they're absolute dog turd, like just trash. And then we had a couple other guys who were like playing on like American Legion like baseball teams, but they had their other practices, so they couldn't make the slow pitch, and so they would just kind of show up for the games. And I would play them over the guys who came to practice, which I know is a giant no-no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to win so bad that I would play them over, and like, and then I like my ex-wife at the time was like, "You've really got to like tone it down, dude. This is just you're killing those guys. They don't want to come out. If those guys can't make it, you're screwed." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know, but it's just who I am. I I want to win. I cannot." not want to win. You know what I mean? Like I've tried. 
Of course. I've tried to be the, the guy who's like, oh, it's just all fun. We're like, all here no, to have fun. fun. Yeah. And then as soon as I get into whatever we're doing, be it intermittent, like uh, co ed volleyball or, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, or rugby or whatever, like if it's competitive, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I will. So playing rugby, when I go to Maggot Fest up in Missoula, it's a giant drunk fest. Like everybody's just drunk the whole time. But I don't. I don't drink because I don't want that excuse if I suck on the pitch. You know what I mean? Sure. Like I know oh, exactly what you mean. <laughs> I suck because I was drunk. <laughs> no, I'm out here to play rugby. I'm not out here to drink. So I'm going to do my damnedest. Yeah, and see, for me, like everyone's here to have fun. Exactly. I am here to have fun because winning is fun. Yeah. Or if trying really hard and taking it serious, and then if we get beat because the other team's just that much better, then okay, I can deal. I'm not going to be happy immediately after, but I'll be. Fu- I'll get over it. It's no big deal. Um, that's what intramurals, dude. That's why I got into body natural bodybuilding because intramurals drove me insane because half the team, no matter either our opponent or my team or whatever, they just didn't care. They're like, dude, it's just intramurals, man. We're just here to have fun. I was like, f- winning is fun. That's what we're trying. Yeah. I'm trying to do is have fun by winning. Yeah. Yeah. Why is this not? How is this different for? I don't understand what you're saying because I feel like we're saying the same thing. Yeah. Have you ever had this though? This one, this one's, and especially in a team sport, this one blows me away. Is I'll have a great game. Like, let's say I made a bunch of tackles, I had a bunch of runs for a lot of meters, I got two tries or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we still lose. I still flip and hate it. Like I've had oh, people be like, "Dude, you had a great game." I'm like, "I don't give a damn." Yeah, I right. Didn't win. Like it doesn't matter what I did. My team didn't win. I didn't do enough. Yeah, clearly like, I didn't do enough, or we would have won. Yeah, like oh, you had a great game. No, I didn't because we didn't win. And, right. And you married somebody. Who, who, like I married Brie, I don't think she has a competitive bone in her body. And really? I don't think Renee does either. No. No, I, never, Renee, Renee, I think Renee may have a little bit more than no, Brie. No, Renee Brie, definitely. So that's the thing. So I was going to, we can run through really quickly, but like, um, there's some pretty classic stories of our family. But again, some of this is because of the way we're raised. I think my father has a godlike ability to make anyone he plays anything against cards if he plays a game against you he is so good at getting you to hate him and oh, want to beat him so he will make you competitive it doesn't matter oh, how much you're like oh yeah no i'm not competitive i was like just play this. <laughs> okay that's cool play cards with my dad 10 well, minutes and they're like I want to fucking rip that guy's throat out. I yeah. am going to win. And play like, play yep. Rook against Mimi and Steve. Oh, my God. This is the worst. <laughs> and you're the worst Rook player ever. I am not. Yes, you are. I, I am not. You I'm, are I'm a great way too optimistic. You think we're going to win like a hundred. <laughs> we're going to win 200 points every time. Like, Brian, you understand if we no, no, win, no. if we lose like that two tricks, Mimi. you're done. Dude, Mimi was sandbagging like a. Exactly. She was the opposite. So you would see like one Trump card and be like, I'm going to, I'm betting everything. I'm shooting the moon. We're done. I got it. (laughs) And Mimi would have everything, every card in the the deck. And she'd be like, maybe we'll win 20 points. Oh my God. If she says 25, we're done. Just quit. We're done. Okay. Maybe 25. No. (laughs) I remember sitting there at that table and playing your dad and Mimi. I don't know how many hands. And we just got demolished yes, every we did. time. Yes, we did. Absolutely but, destroyed. Do you remember watching Mimi play uh, Spoons? <clears throat> Where she wouldn't even look at her cards. She would just pass the cards <laughs> as they came by and just stare at the Spoons until someone grabbed one. Well, she was older. She That's, the only, that's her play. <laughs> her eyes play. couldn't move that fast. She's like, no, <laughs> my time is done for that. I'm just going to sit here and stare at those Spoons. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, that spoon game, I think that was that was when, so my dad, we played spoons at your house for those of us who, people who weren't there are not in our family. Um, classic story of that gets told over and over again. 
um, <laughs> is I bring Renee up there. She's my girlfriend and our whole, all of our families are up there and we decide to play spoons. We start playing and we get a couple, it starts getting pretty heated, obviously. So as we're playing Renee, who is again, not even my fiance, she's just my girlfriend. We're playing and it's, it becomes, I think there's only like three or four people. Renee is, they're passing, passing, passing. And it goes up. Renee and my dad go for the same spoon. My dad almost breaks her thumb <laughs> going for a spoon. And then she, you know, reels back and is pulling her hand and is obviously very hurt. And my dad is basically dancing yes. with the spoon in her face because he won the spoon and she's trying not to cry. Because her yep. bone feels like it's broken. And yep. then literally, I don't like the next game, your mom was that when she dropped Aspen? Yes. <laughs> she it wasn't Aspen, it was Faith. Aspen was oh, too was old. Faith. Faith is like yeah. two. And sitting in grandma's lap. Sitting in grandma's lap because it's grandma and grandma's a safe place. Everyone knows your grandmother is warm and fuzzy. Yep. And that little girl gets elbowed off her lap because she's weighing Kathy down because to grab one of the last spoons on the table again, just like my dad, your mom is overwhelmed with excitement because she won while her grandchild is crying on the floor. And she's like, Oh, she'll be fine. I got the spoon. (laughs) God. You remember the story about uh, how my mom tore her ACL? No. So, my mom and uh, I think this, you guys were there because it was in March. You guys were there snowmobiling. And okay, we had yeah. stopped on the side of the trail and my mom threw a snowball at me. And I had, to, I think I was 14, maybe 15. Oh, yeah. Then I was really young. Yeah. That was one of the first times we went up there then. Yeah. And she threw a snowball at me and I get hit, spin, look her dead in the eyes. <laughs> And take off on a dead run and tackle her into the snow. <laughs> well, what, what I did was when I tackled her, her foot did not rotate in the snow. Oh. And so it just blew her knee out. And, what a uh, douchebag. <laughs> all, all because I got hit by a snowball. Yeah, you, but I had to, you basically had to dumb and dumbered her. Yeah, you, what was that? Who, which one of that? Was uh, John Daniels, Jeff Daniels, Jeff Daniels character. Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. When she, she like throws like a little soft snowball and snowball. he winds up yeah. and just smashes her in the face with one. Yep. Mm-hmm. God, it's a great movie. But yeah, it's that's amazing. what you did. Yeah, pretty much. Hit with a snowball retaliation. I'm going to whitewash her, which is take her down in the snow and shove snow down her face. Yeah. Your and own instead, mom. I tore her ACL. Good yeah. Lord. <laughs> so. But. I mean, that's that's the perils of growing up in our family. You're going to be competitive, and you better damn well be athletic because you have my mom, who was probably one of the most athletic women I've ever met, and yeah. then your dad, who's extremely athletic, and then you, <laughs> you have my sister, who didn't want anything to do with athletics, your older sister didn't want anything to do with athletics. No. Lauren well, doesn't want anything reasons. to do with well, Lauren yeah. Lauren did pretty good. She was pretty good. She just she? Yeah, yeah. She went she did track and then she did a couple of things and she found she was she was pretty good. Um mm. I remember playing when like when we were really little, she they she played on the boys like T ball and like I think one more up because the girls were so bad and she was oh, like the fastest right. kid on the team and like because I mean, it's all science, right? Just girls develop yeah. sooner. No big deal. Nah, right. It's not because she's it. better than us. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, not at all. But yeah, man, no, it's it's a big deal. I mean, it's, and it, what I love is it's not, it's never, one, it's always guys versus girls in everything we ever do. And my mom's side of the family, that obviously you don't know very well, my mom's side of the family, every one of them are coaches. They all yep. grew up playing sports. They all grew up coaching sports. They're teachers, they're coaches. So, Dude, it is so fun when you go back and you play like card games or whatever because there is not, I mean, it is life or death. Like everyone yeah. takes it so serious. And then whoever wins, they talk shit for the rest of the week. You can't shut them up. They're the champions. Champions of the world. We're the champions of the world. 
Dude, it is just relentless. <laughs> so I can still I can still hear your dad. Like like no matter what I'm doing, if we're playing card games, like <laughs> look at this. And you're like, shut up, Steve. God, <laughs> you're just the worst. Yeah. Or <laughs> so my mom's cake, right? Like the hop, the, the topic of hot debate when it comes to our wives and things like that. My mom makes the best cake in the world. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> there was a piece that my cousin Aspen, or not my cousin, my, can't talk. They've got that, that COVID fog, man. It's a niece. It's your niece. It is my niece. Uh-huh. Uh, Faith wanted the last piece. Well, Steve, took like the whole half of the cake and put it on his plate. <laughs> and Faith looked at him and said, Uncle Steve, I was, I wanted that. And he goes, Oh, I'm sorry. And then proceeded to lick the cake <laughs> and then go, do you want it now? <laughs> that's uh, yeah. yeah, no, that sounds familiar. Uh, yeah. That is, that is not not only are we very competitive. There's one rule that my my kids, even my, I've had, I've heard Renee have to tell my kids or remind them multiple times is um, barbers don't share food. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you have to understand, like your dad is not going to share that with you, and neither is Granddaddy, <laughs> who's my dad. Yeah. They're like. Right. Granddaddy, can I have this? And my dad, and I've seen him do it a couple times, but you can literally see the physical pain in his body when he is right. giving like a piece of whatever to like my, you know, his grandson. And he, like, that's it. Right. And I'm like, hey, can I have a piece? And he's like, hey, no, get away from me. No. Get out of here. But it's yeah. great, man. So, so go ahead. I was going to say to the little bit scientific part of competitive. Mm-hmm. So, I, I know you did your research and I did a little bit of my own. Sure. Yeah, I did research. And so the, the, the really cool thing that I was looking at was athletes who in competitive sports, when we win, we put our hands up, right? We put our hands over our head, okay. like, you know, with the, the victory, you know, whoa, I won. Right. Right. And everyone like scientists think or thought that, that was just something that we, you know, see monkey, see monkey do type thing. Right. Okay. Well, they have studied blind athletes who compete. They've been blind since they were kids. Okay. And they, they do the same thing. It's, it's genetics. It's in our DNA that when we win, we hoist our hands above our head. We stand taller. Um, our testosterone as males go up when we win competitions, um, like it's, 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 uh, it's like I said, it's in our DNA hands go up above our head. When we lose, we slump, right? We, we oh, yeah. hang our head and they've noticed this in blind athletes too, that have never seen that when they're defeated, they slump as well. So it's in our DNA. Like, so when you are winning and you are competitive and you, and you finish the finish line, like, yeah, and you throw your hands up, it's in your DNA. Uh, that was pretty cool. Do they know why? Is there any like any kind of no. just, just to bring attention to ourselves? Like just yeah, look at me. Uh, you I'm know, the, you're you're the male. I'm you're the, the top male. male. Yeah, pretty smell much. my pheromones. Right, come but lay do with it me. Too. I mean, females do it too. So well, they have pheromones as well. That's true. I mean, they're not. It's all in the armpit, man. It's all up to the armpit. That's what it is. It ca- it comes down to spraying our love <laughs> through the armpit. It's got to be it. It's got to be it. Yep. Smell me. I'm amazing. So what about, so what about, did you see anything about like, because I was trying to find some stuff and I couldn't find a ton of like what makes someone competitive. Like, is that something, is it learned? I know it's, I would, I'm assuming it's it's learned behavior and a little bit of, you know, your DNA or your genetics. Yeah. I. Man, I don't know. Cause I, I tried finding the same thing. I couldn't find anything. I would imagine it's a little bit of both. Um, I would imagine it has to start from your young for it to be anything environmental that you're raised that way. And it has to stay that way because like my kids, like they're nothing like me when it comes to sports. 
I'm, I'm constantly beating them and Archer just cries and run away and the devil just gets downtrodden. And I'm like, God, do what I like. I remember when I was a kid, my mom used to beat me. I used to get pissed and then come back harder. Yeah. And not them. Like Archer's like the sorest loser possible. If he starts getting beat, he just starts crying. <laughs> like, dude, can't, can't just start crying when you're beat, man. Yeah, try like, harder, bro. Yeah, try harder. <laughs> I can't. I'm sad. He wants to quit. But if he wins, he's the biggest shit talker there is. <laughs> <laughs> that's still competitive, though. Like, that's still because the fact that he cares so much about winning and he that's hates true. losing, that's still competitive. He's just young. I think that's the thing with like, they don't know how to like, like communicate it. Like, they're just, they just get really frustrated and upset and then they cry instead of, mm-hmm. you know, and then when they're older, like me, they're just going to get really upset and then tell everyone they hate them and then <laughs> yeah, exactly. probably cry in his room is probably what or, he's going to do later. Right. Or, or go beat his wife. Right. Whoa. Like, hey, I have never done that. Did yet. you break her arm? No. No, I, no, I, I have, you... I broke her nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was sleeping, that has nothing to do with competition, <laughs> sir. That is not at all what we're talking about here tonight. Oh, sorry. Yeah, not her arm. It was her nose, and I was sleeping because I jerk in my sleep. You fucking dick. So, sir, you're welcome, Renee. Mm-hmm. She doesn't listen to this podcast. So, oh yeah, she hates us. So with the, uh, yeah, man, I, so I've talked, I've looked into some of this. I think some of the pro, I just kind of wanted to see like the pros and cons, right? Because again, like I was going to, like I said before, dude, I have been around some people. Like I know you're very competitive and I know I'm very competitive and we tend to make, you know, especially when we're together, we'll make things that really aren't a competition, a competition, but, but it's more for fun. Like, if you do it or I do it, it's not like, you know, we get, I don't it doesn't even matter what it is. Like who can walk fastest to the car? Like if it's a thing and you beat me and then I beat you the next time, like that's kind of it. Like we might laugh or like, Oh, you're slow. Right. That's literally it. Like two minutes later, it's like it never happened. Dude. Right. I have been around people though. And so sometimes we're like, well, you, you know, you're a sore loser. If you get upset, I'm like, no, not if you just get upset. If you're disappointed, you're you're like you said, you slump down. You're not you're not happy with it. That's that's one thing. Right. If you like legitimately lose your effing mind, and you're just screaming at your teammates and calling them names, like you are too competitive. You agreed. You can't handle competition anymore. You need to walk away. Yeah. Well, and that's like, but <clears throat> like. Did you watch um, that Michael Jordan, um, The Last Dance? I did not, no. Okay. They talk about, his his teammates talk about that Jordan in practice was like absolutely a dick. Like screaming at them, like calling them names, telling them they were worthless. Like you got to pick it up. Like, but then again, he would always say, like that's what he expected out of himself as well. Mm-hmm. So he expected them to perform or at least put out the effort that he was putting out. Okay. But the, hold on. So that is a professional sport and it's practice so that they can get better and win and make a ton of money. I agree. So to me, that's a little different than intramurals softball you're not getting paid for <laughs> you're not going to ever get paid for and literally right. everyone is literally, they're just trying to they're just they're they're trying to have fun which again like i said having fun to me is trying to win yep however dude i i mean he it didn't matter if you beg borrow cheat steal my first roommate in college wanted he, all he cared about was to win. I watched him get in the face of a girl in co-ed flag football. Flag football, excuse me. Co-ed flag football. He got two inches from a, a girl's face and is screaming at her because she dropped a pass. Yeah, that's a little excessive. So there's not millions of dollars on the line here. 
And no. I mean, dude, it was unreal. And like, if he, we played volleyball together. We, he was on my intramural team for volleyball. He was pretty terrible, um, but he was tall, so it worked out fine. And he, dude, he would, he would, like, if he, I could see the ball touch his hand, and if the kid, the intramural kid referee, didn't call it, he wouldn't say a word. I would call it. I'm like, no, dude, I saw you touch it. Like, very noticeably oh. touch it, and he would get so mad. I'm like, no, dude, if we're going to win, we're going to win the like because we're the better. Right way. We're not going to freaking yeah. cheat. Like, you very obviously hit it, and I, like, nicked it. Like, dude, it, it hit you. And he's like, what are you talking? No, I didn't. And I'm just, like, losing his mind. And I'm like, you need to sit the fuck down. You're driving. Yeah. You're, you're, it's too much, man. You need to calm down. But, dude, that, well, yeah, those like, people, like, I feel like they, there's not a lot of them. I, I've not been around a lot of people that, that just lose it because, obviously, I think some of it's just maturity. But, oh, man, I can't stand those people. As competitive as I am, I cannot stand those people. Agreed. I, 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 I've, I've been a part of um, some teams where you had guys at practice and it's not that they're, it's not that they're going full out at practice. I understand that. That's what you're supposed to do. A lot of people half ass practice, whatever. But I've, I've also played with people like you're saying that have come unglued on a mother of three who's playing co-ed, you know, volleyball because she missed one ball. Right. Uh, yeah. And like, like, and their kids are sitting there and like this dude is going off or female on her, you know, they're and you're like, dude, that was one point. Like yeah. <laughs> we'll slap on the back. We'll get them next time. Right. Right. Like I don't understand that part of it. I understand beating myself up because I'll go, I'll go harder on myself than I will anybody else. Sure. Of course. And I think that, is a sign of a good competitor when you look at yourself and go, this is what I could have done better to receive a better outcome. Right. Not right. That guy is an asshole and he didn't try. And so therefore that's why we lost. And I'm going to take everything out on him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Crap. Right. Well, but and I, I think that's I where I think that. that's the positive behind all of the RL. It's not positive, but it's, it's, it's why I think competition at the end of the day is still really good. Um, you know, and we can get into the, you know, the whole trophy. For, oh, well, I, let's do that for real quick. So when you're a kid and I mean, little kid, mm-hmm. it, none of this applies in my mind after okay. coaching what's called honk ball, which is <laughs> Three-year-olds, yes, it is three- <laughs> and four-year-olds playing. It's like modified t-ball for three- and four-year-old kids. Okay. Okay, the base is honk. The kids, <laughs> yeah, It's and the only reason they do that is so that the kids will actually run to Step the bases them. because they will not do it because they, they don't care, right? They're three. Oh, so my goodness, that's hilarious. It is funny. It's, 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 it is funny because the kids... It's just all they do, one kid hits it, and literally even the kid who hits it will run after the ball. I mean, literally right. the entire, like, four, 30, 20 kids, however many people, both teams. I mean, you have to, like, rein your own kids back that are with bats in their hand, like, running after the ball. Like, nobody – it's just <laughs> insane. But, okay, so three- and four-year-olds. Then we get to 6U, which is usually T-ball, at least here in where I live. And so, mm-hmm. dude, I don't know, man. Like – I'm 1,000% against everybody gets a trophy. Once they're older, once they're older and they understand what competition even is. Because in 6U, there is very few children who can wrap, who who do wrap their heads around like their record wins and losses. um, Because they'll always ask like, so did we win? Um, No, we didn't win. Oh, okay. And then, hey, coach, did we win last game? I don't remember. No, we didn't win last game. Oh, okay. Or, yeah, we did win. Okay, so so we're undefeated? Well, no, we, we lost the game before <laughs> that one. Oh, well, I thought we won last time, so I thought that made us undefeated. Like, yeah, sure, dude. Right. Sure, yeah, absolutely, man. You're undefeated. You're a champion. Because right. they literally just, they, they don't know. Like, they can't think two weeks ahead or two weeks behind them. So they don't really care. And I remember I had to step in. Uh, there was a discussion it was during COVID. It was right when COVID hit. We almost didn't have a T-ball season. 
and because it, the city didn't know what to do and blah, blah, blah. So we, they, they cram it in because it was a month late. They cram everything in. So they play, you basically just play a double header. There was no tournament at the end for six UT ball to decide right. who was the champion because they just didn't have time. They, there really was like, they cut a, they lost a whole month. They, because of the weather and everything else in school and everything else that happens, they were like, the commissioner's like, look, we're just, there's just, we just don't have time to do it. We're, we're going to run it in. Let's just be happy that we at least got to play. Like the kids got to play a season. Right. right? And so, and the city doesn't normally do, they don't do trophies for everybody and stuff, but like, dude, we, there was like three coaches who'd lost it. And they were like, this was all through a messenger app. And they're like, I can't believe this. This is the reason why we left Keller because we, uh, it, you know, we wanted something more competitive. This is this, this trophy mentality. Everyone gets a trophy. This is just, you know, our children, this is a disgrace to our children. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like I, it's one season. Well, yeah. And I, t- I went and talked to my kids before when they, this happened and they confirmed it. Right. So when they confirmed it, it was after I had, we'd had a practice. Or I had to practice with my team, and I told my team, I said, hey, kids, um, you guys did great today. Hey, man, guys, I don't, I don't think there's – remember, the oldest people on the team are six. So I'm like, I don't think right. there's going to be a tournament. Um, they're not, we're not going to have a tournament this year because we just, we're just not going to have time. Mm-hmm. So there was no one looking at me anyway because they're six, and they don't <laughs> care. And then finally one kid looks at me. And he raises his hand, and I was like, yeah, what's up, buddy? And he's like, what's a tournament? And I was like, exactly. <laughs> exactly, you. my friend. Don't worry about yep. it. Let's just have some fun. And no, I got on that freaking group me app, and I was like, guys, first off, you're like the fact that we even had a season, awesome. It's not the commissioner's call. Like They literally just ran out of time. It's not that they didn't want to because they want to give everybody a trophy. Also, no one was getting trophies, so it didn't matter. And then I was like, two, three. My kids don't even know what a t- what a tournament is. Most of them don't even know what hand their their glove goes on. So I th- right. think we're okay right now. Like we're not ruining our children. I think, and you know, when we get to eight, you or get you know get get a little older, when they can start to understand like what comp- they actually start becoming competitive and like understanding wins and losses, then hell yeah, let's have a tournament. Yeah, because- let's make it competitive. And I will, I will say this, and this sounds like I hate that I get this quote from a comedian, but it's true. Most and comedians are right. That when, when you're coming to the whole, give a trophy to everybody society, mm-hmm. right. If, and this is what he says, he says, if they tell you you're good at everything, you won't know what you suck at. Right. Oh, thousand percent. And, that, and so <laughs> if they tell you you're good at everything, and then you finally figure out that you suck at something and you go, no, no, no. I've always been good at everything. I cannot like you, you're, you're breeding a false, uh, oh man, I'm telling you, my brain is fried. <laughs> <laughs> this is stupid. Uh, uh, I don't know exactly what word you're saying, but it definitely does affect your like self-awareness. It, it, you're, yeah. you're creating a, you're creating a false self image. So when I was a kid, or like between like first and I'll say fourth grade, because I remember in fourth grade, there was a kid that was a year younger than me. His name was John Vos or Justin Vos. And Justin was a year younger than me, but he like, he was a monster, Like he was bigger than I was. And I was big as a kid. And he was almost as good as I was at sports, but I could still beat him. Well, then we got a transplant or a new kid into our school John Winley in fifth grade and John Winley kicked my ass <laughs> at basketball, at football. Like I was the top athlete, like in my class, like, right. Like you just know, yeah. like, Oh, of course. I fastest was the fastest, kid. fastest yeah. kid. That's all that matters, dude. And, and race them. I remember playing basketball and he beat me one-on-one playing football and he beat me in a foot race. Like I was like, Oh my God. Like, and I tried my damnedest to beat him. He went on to play in the NFL so oh, okay. whatever. Well, there you go. Right. But I remember when I was in the military, I had a buddy of mine. His name was Josh Agrilius. And Josh was 10 years older than me. And, but me and him, we just, we just clicked. I was like his younger brother. He was like an older brother. 
and he always called me number two partner because he could he could beat me in everything <laughs> i mean if it was halo if it was softball if it was whatever it was he was always better than i was and he always called me number two and i <laughs> hated that and i would do like nothing gets my juices going and pisses me off more is if I literally am trying my damnedest and I cannot beat you. Like, you're just better than me, and I freaking hate it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that stuff is frustrating, and that's, that's like, the one... So I wasn't really good at, like, especially football, but, like, I always laugh. People are like, man, you're pretty good at, like, this, whatever, axe throwing. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've always been pretty good at a lot of things. I've just never been right. really great at anything. Especially mm-hmm. sports wise, but like I can pick up the most random, like it's always like the most obscure sport, like someone makes up and then they're like, I'm like, yeah, I can, I'll try. And then they're like, well, you're pretty good. I'm like, yeah, thanks. And like, I'll beat yeah. people. Cause they're like, dude, have you ever thrown an ax before? I'm like, no, I've never thrown an ax before. It's my first time. But it's, it's always like buddy. the most random, like useless crap that I'll be like a pretty decent at, but it definitely is fun because I'm competitive and I can just beat them. And then that drives people nuts. And they're like, God dang it. Why are you, know, you so the, good at the, badminton? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Curling just comes naturally to me. Exactly. Yeah, it just, just makes sense. But the the thing that I have noticed too, and like with Bree, is I'm not afraid to try anything. You mm-hmm. know, throw throw a set of Oculus goggles on me and give me the Beat Saber thing, and I'll go to town in front of 10,000 10, people. I don't care. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. Right. Because I've really never ever really sucked terribly at something mm-hmm. right not laughable right. suck right like oh he's decent like you you know you're you know, i'm pretty good at a lot of things sure yeah and, but like brie like it's she won't even like <laughs> like the oculus goggle thing she wouldn't even put it on in front of like family to try it she's like absolutely not i'll embarrass myself i'm done i'm not gonna do that like i will just sit back i'm like you don't want to try that like it's so much fun like you've got to do it and she's like nope absolutely not maybe if it's just me and you that's that's totally different but i am not doing it in front of people and <laughs> she just doesn't have that that competitive like well I've i think some of that too it. is like her she's just also very introverted and you're yeah, that's very true. not introverted <laughs> But no, so I, I did uh, the f- little bit of research I did do talked about that. What you're talking about is just as far as like just never being too terrible at something. But I think it's, it says, you know, people who are highly competitive typically persevere until they reach their desired goals. They don't give up easily and they study the best of the best in that speci- they in any specified area they are striving to become to be competitive in so they can also be the best of the best. And that's, and I think that that's just, that's one thing that's that's a huge benefit to raising your kids or yourself or whatever. And like, like being, I feel like sometimes people think like, because you're super, or you're competitive in everything you do, that means you're just like a, you're a bad loser, you're obnoxious or whatever. I think it's, I don't think so at all. I think it makes you a better person because you just, it drives me personally insane when I'm not good at something like yeah, you know, and Agreed. like I, I don't play golf a lot because I'm not very good, and I don't have the time or the money to put to, into to it. Really put myself into that and try to get a lot better at golf. It's not the game itself. It's just that I, I don't. It's like not an option right now for me to try to be good. So I'm just like, meh. I don't. I don't want to. I don't like golfing. I don't want to golf because I. Well, can't, you don't want to invest. I can't. You want to invest it. that time and that effort, right? You don't want to. You can invest that time and effort into something else that <clears throat> that may come to fruition. Like, Oh yeah, like my I job. Being, like I just can't exactly. right now. Exactly because you're putting that time and effort into your job, which you're competitive, right? You want to be the best insurance salesman in Dallas Fort Worth area. In the country, and I think you're accomplishing that goal, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, we're working. I mean, yeah. we're we're on our way. Yeah. yeah, it's getting there. And I mean, and for me, like I've always like when it when it came to sports. I was very good at baseball, not really good at football. And then when I found rugby, like, and I don't know if it's when I, when I played in San Antonio, like I played with some monsters, dude, these guys were extremely athletic. And then when I came to Wyoming, like for Wyoming to have a competitive team, we have to pull from like every city in Wyoming to have a team that can stand up to, you know, like just 
one of Denver's five teams, right? Mm-hmm. Because we just, we don't have the population. Right. And I always thought that I played on the competitive team in Wyoming because of well population. I'm not that good, but whatever. And then when we played in Vegas and we played uh, world international sevens, we played right below pro and we got our asses handed to us. I mean, <laughs> it was the first time I'd ever stepped on a pitch and been completely intimidated by everybody across the field from me. Like when we played Fiji, I remember looking at a guy going, that dude is like six foot eight, probably 350 pounds. He is going to murder me. And there's a picture of me hitting this guy. And literally his thigh is the size of my torso. I mean, this dude was massive, but I had a coach from South Africa come up to me and ask me how long I'd been playing rugby. And I said, you know, I started when I was 19 or whatever. And he said, if you would have grown up in South Africa, you would be on the pro team. He's like, you're that athletic. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) can you say that again? Hold on. I didn't record it. Let me record it. Let me record it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like to me, that made my whole life. And I was like, yeah, done. I don't need to play rugby ever again. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Reached the pinnacle. I mean, did you hear that? I was a pro. Did you? I'm basically a professional in South Africa. Pretty much. Yeah. Have you seen Invictus? Yeah. That's basically me. <laughs> yeah. If, if I had grown up in South Africa, that was me. Mm-hmm. Of course. But yeah. And I, I think that competitive, you know, drives me, uh, you know, even in my new job, I find that like, I, I tend to go in and want to ask the, the secretary, like, Hey, how many gallons did they get today? Like how many truckloads would they get? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I beat that. But I think it makes you a better employee. I think it makes you a better person. But to the, your aspect, like you were saying, you have to be able to lose graciously as well. Yeah, you and gotta, that comes you gotta with be being a good to, sportsman. Correct, and you got to be able to accept it. Like you're not, you know, there are people that can be better than you. Like I think that's something yeah. that you learn. I learned in the gym and in natural bodybuilding because you can't, <laughs> you know, you don't know who's going to show up. So you kind of have to make the competition about your against yourself. But even mm-hmm. just in the gym, it doesn't matter. Like, dude, there's always a dude who's bigger or stronger. Or, excuse me, there's always a dude who's stronger, and they're usually not bigger. There's some kid right. who's like, who looks to be, you know, he's shorter than me, which is hard to do, and he's he looks like he's 20 pounds, 30 pounds lighter than me, and he's bench pressing more. It's like, good God. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always that guy. That guy is out there mm-hmm. somewhere, and everything you do... So it's just like, all right, at some point, you know, you got to turn, I think as you grow up, you got to turn your competitiveness towards yourself and like, okay, now I want to be like, can I, what was, what's the record that I've ever, what's the most gallons I've ever done? Okay. Now I'm going to beat that. Let's see if I can beat that. Let's see if I can do this. What's the most we've ever sold? What's the most this, like, it can't just be like, it can be such a great, great asset. Like you said, for a team, for um, an employer, anything just because as long as you channel it in like in a healthy way, which I, again, I think most people do most competitive people that I've been around. I've only been around a few people who were just absolute assholes. And I think there's so much more there. I don't think it's just because they're just too competitive. I think there's a lot more problem. They probably have, well, I'm not going to say that, but it probably goes a lot deeper than just the competitiveness. No, absolutely. That's, that's not competitive. That's, that's something's wrong upstairs for sure. Right. Like you, you were, your dad beat you as a child mm-hmm. and didn't show you any love. And this is the only way you know how to show anything is anger. Like, right. And, and your self-worth is totally based off if you can win or not. Yeah. That's when it's dangerous. Yeah. And, and like, like you said, I've only come across maybe a handful of people that are that way. You know, most people that I've I've played with against that are competitive, like they take a loss, may take them a couple minutes to get over it, maybe, sure. you know, an hour, a day, you know, whatever, but they will get over it. And then they come back and say, okay, this is what we've got to do better. This is what I have to do better next time so that we do come out on top. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And put that, and they, they take that, that down energy and focus it in on themselves to make themselves better. Right. So. Yeah, I think it's good. Uh, 
All right. Well, um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here. We are reaching our time limit. Um, Okie dokie. But, uh, man, I hope you get over the COVID. And, I do, um, too, because I feel like trash. And but I, I didn't realize my brain wasn't working until I started talking. I've heard about the COVID fog, um, but it's usually for people lower than an IQ than me. So um, I didn't, I didn't uh, experience it, obviously. Right. Just me. I get it. Mm-hmm. Well, not yeah. just you, but, you know, lesser humans than me. Which is yeah. most, honestly. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, uh, it was good. And um, stay competitive out there, guys. But not too competitive, competitive that you're just a complete right. dickhole. Asshole. Yeah. yeah. All right, buddy. Well, uh, take care. And um, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Right, sounds good, man. We'll see you. All right, buddy. Bye. All right. End it. Drop it. Send it. This has been... Beyond Our Service Podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, review, tell your friends all about us. This show can be found everywhere major podcasts are available. And if you'd like to reach out, please head over to beyondourservice.com and let us know what you think or find out how you can be a part of the show. See you next time.